0: Buckle up. It's the insurance dudes podcast. So what we'll do here is we're going to continue the trend for this week. We're going to interview George Carbinoff again on the insurance dudes, but we're going to be talking a lot about leads because carbs has been diving deep in leads. He's been getting all deep and dirty in leads.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm so technical. Yeah.
1: An, it's an fine. You get so much. It's like a rabbit black hole. hole. Yeah, it is. You just keep going. There's so many numbers you can crunch. I'm a big metrics geek. So like I just track everything. So it's fine. I love it.
2: it. I don't believe that George ever did speed breakers.
1: Ooh. I definitely did speed breakers. 100%. He didn't, he didn't do the new one. So let's just. 100%. Let's, oh, geez. New one. <laughs> I knew he was to avoid it. <laughs>
2: And I don't know if he knows the eighties trivia either.
0: I, That's I, even better. Not even
1: born in the eighties. Uh,
0: Did you ever see back to the future? Yes. Okay. okay. That's good enough. Do you know
2: what <laughs> night <Bad>. Rider
1: is? <laughs>
2: no. Okay. Well, I'll skip that. Do you know who David Hasselhoff is? Yes. Okay. So I can go to the second. So question. that you ask the questions so that you can ask the questions. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's, it's I, I need to diagnose need. Here we go. Have you ever had a mullet, Mister Carbonell? No, negative. Really, you'd look really good with one, Jack or Jim. It. Jack. Jack. That was my choice back in the olden yeah. days. Most embarrassing thing your mom caught you doing for the second time. No comment. Okay. <laughs> ever jumped out of a
1: plane? No, I'm oh. afraid of heights. Oh god, That's no. the worst. Best Can't even dinosaur. Do roller coasters. Uh, raptor
2: oh yeah. nice yeah. yeah that is the best one everybody defaults to t-rex and when we're in vegas i'm going to make you go on the new york roller coaster <laughs> count chocula or count dracula uh, dracula what year did marty go back in time to i don't know and everybody 85? on here hey yes a- everybody seriously? on here, everybody on here is a potential guest, so we can take notes
0: and, and ace this thing. Uh, Wait, can bonus. I seriously, just
1: get that right though. Let me it is 85, isn't it?
0: it's, it's Well, 85. 85 was the current year, and then he went back to Oh right, uh, right, to, to the 67 to the past. Was it 67? 57. No, 55, 55. 30 years. 30 years, <laughs> 30 years ago.
1: <laughs> you don't so, have that,
0: you don't so have to know prior. the so answers like to your prior. own questions. By the way,
2: no. why would you? What song was playing at the Enchantment Under the Sea when George and Lorraine first kissed? No idea. Earth Angel. Earth, Earth Angel. Angel. What kind of car was Kit? Oh, you don't know that one, Skip. And what country is <laughs> Was Assel it a Camaro? Hot? No, it was no. a Firebird. That's oh. dude, which is the same car. It's the same car. I mean, one's a Pontiac. So have right right again. So yes. like no, total, yeah, like one total. I'd get call it. you half half, a maybe a quarter right. So we can <laughs> round down. What country is Hasselhoff huge in? And you have to say huge. Capital U. Uh,
1: is it like Gen. Australia or something? Or that's a negative,
2: negative no. post It is in Germany. Anyone? Okay.
1: Uh Germany, yeah. Dogs yeah, or yeah, cats? Yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. Okay. <laughs> Tacos or burritos? Burritos. Okay. <laughs> Who,
2: what was the final villain in Ghostbusters?
1: Uh, Some big green thing. I don't know.
2: Not green. Not green. Big, stave, puff, marshmallow, man. And oh, it looked Trump? like the Michelin Man? Yeah, but of marshmallow. Oh, okay. And Trump or
0: Biden? Trump. Oh, he says it. <laughs> I like it. It's it was quiet, but it was like almost a question. So I like I don't like know that. if he sneezed or... <laughs> Final question. What was the first movie that ever made you cry? Oh, a new Titanic. One. Ah, what part? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, your lady dying. When or she the, led Jack the, drown.
0: The oh yeah. That's so sad. It is yeah, sad. It was <laughs> It's sad.
1: You almost uh, so, made it. He almost so I th- made it. I think we did
0: your history in one minute or less drop Titanic to where you are now <laughs> in one and minute. Jason's left. going to be singing the song from today, to eight
1: 60 seconds left or less. So college grad, no idea what I'm doing in my life. Uh, start with in claims, go into product, uh, go into leadership, go into sales management, start opening up agencies for other agents and quit. And now I have my own agency.
0: By nice. Think a bing, bada, boom. 18
2: seconds. Perfect. Why'd you decide to do that? Why'd you decide to become an agent?
1: Well, in my previous role, I was helping other people kind of achieve their dreams. And I just kind of noticed that the opportunity, so that was one piece and I'm very self-driven. So it was just, you know, why don't you just do this for yourself? And I just enjoy building teams and um, driving and just knocking things out of the park. So doing it for myself and my team, that's the big thing, you know, right now, yeah, I'm doing it for myself and my family, but I also have a team of people here that I feel I want them to be successful, right? And it's awesome to see them reach their personal goals. So it's a good feeling to see that.
2: To go to coach instead of Mm -hmm. player. It's interesting to use baseball analogies because you were a football player in college. Yeah, absolutely. Running back. No. No, linebacker. Yes. The opposite. (laughs) Yeah. The one one tackling. That's
0: football is a sport, Jason. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I want to talk a little bit about leads today because you're a data guy and you do a lot of spreadsheets. So when you first started, and I know we kind of got in this before, again, 60 seconds or less, we'll just go through this. But when you first started, what were you buying for leads and what has changed and what have you learned in that process?
1: So for me, and when I'm dealing with a lead company, it's, I'm looking for somebody that's not kind of like, try to take advantage of the agency. When I first started, I got definitely taken advantage of like, they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to help you out. We're going to give you the best deal in the world. And I'm paying 12 bucks for a lead. And, you know, not knowing anything, it's like, Oh, great. You know, this guy just hooked me up or this girl just hooked me up and we're going to crush it. And then you start to see that I'm doing the numbers and I'm getting like six, seven, eight hundred $800 cost per sale. And I'm looking at the numbers again. And I'm like, this cannot be sustainable. There's gotta be people that are getting better deals in this. So that's one, just making sure that you're working with a lead company. That's transparent and helping you out as much as possible. And they want you to be successful because if you're successful, then they're successful. Right. So, yeah. So it went down to like, just doing my research, just putting the lead companies up against each other saying like, Hey, now what's the best deals you can give me and make sure you got the right filters, make sure you can take care of the zips. And and at this point, it's making sure they can meet the volumes that we need to be successful as an agency. So that's another big thing. And yeah, with the, especially with teledudes, obviously we're kind of in a meeting where everybody in the lead group is using the program. It's again going back to volume and the right lead price, and in combination with the activity, that's going to get you the best cost per sale, right? What's going to give you the best contact rate as well?
0: Right. So when you first go into buying leads now, what are some of the things you're looking for and how are you approaching it with your team?
1: Well, for my team, every leads, premium lead, best leads in the world, <laughs> take them and crush them. Anytime we get a transfer from one of our teledudettes, it's a live human being. It's has a great opportunity to take care of a prospect or a family. And in terms of what we're looking for, as far as the leads that we're getting, we're looking at contact rate. So obviously there's going to be like we get a lot of leads a day. We get 200 plus leads a day. Like there's going to be some junk in there. Like I get that. But overall, I'm looking at the whole system and all together, what is the overall contact percentage and overall, what's the cost per sale for all the leads that I've purchased. I don't get too hung up on one lead that says, what is it? Matt Hasselhoff? I only got one lead that's called Hasselhoff and lose it. I know that overall that I'm going to get a good return on it. And that's what I'm looking for is consistency. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm Matt. When we first launched Teledudes and people were coming to us before there was a community, before there was elite dudes, before all the stuff that we, all the other stuff that's in there, the PPC, you came in, I think you started with eight. I can't remember. It was eight. Five. Okay. You started with five. And then like after a week or two, you were like, okay, I want more. And then all of a sudden, well, now you're at 10 or 12. I can't remember, but we usually kind of recommend baby steps because it's a big spend and it could be challenging to watch that go out and wait for the results to happen. So how were you able to manage your emotions at the beginning when you first dove in? And why did you decide to do that?
1: It's For me, it was pretty easy. So it's super hard to find good people, right? We, the people are, and staff are so integral to your success. I always say it's people in marketing. So on the people side, you want them to be successful, right? If they're successful, again, going back to it, your agency is successful. And it's super easy to really burn them out. If you're buying a bunch of leads and you're having them make two, three, four, five hundred 500 dials a day. So you're going to get burnout, Right. And you're also going to, it's just an inefficient way for them to spend their time. Like why are they going to spend their time dialing when they can spend their time talking to people? So I see when you guys started this program, I was like, this is great. It's like just kind of seeing the light, like these telemarketers, right. They're just an extension of my team. Like when I talk to them, I don't even say like telemarketers, like, it's just like, you're a team member, right? You're a lead generator, you're a team member, you're a caller. I never even used the word telemarketer with them. Honestly, yeah, they're great. Love I think it. now I have that's two I I think one to one's a very good sweet spot. and I think we're at two to one at this point. They're yeah. just constantly talking to people.
0: You got to just have them dialing. Mm-hmm. So with the lead volume, I mean, how have you figured out how to manage lead volume the ups and downs of losing, gaining staff. I know you went through a staff change at one point. How are you managing leads throughout all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've been as little as like when we first started out, as little as 100 leads a day, all the way up to 300 leads a day. And we've tailored it back to 200. Just because we have such a large bank of leads like it's just the lead is an asset in itself that you continue to call on it's kind of that buyer die mentality right we're going to get you at one point we scrub them and we make sure they're compliant all that good stuff but we can consistently follow up with these folks so yeah
2: Love do you it. have the analytics on what the longest oldest lead you have that closed
1: we just closed one from nine months ago yesterday How one many dials closed. did you look
2: did you look at how many dials were on it
1: I think it was like 50 something, but again, we uh, have it go through the first 90 days. And then I have a kind of a recoil campaign that goes through DNC scrubber. Right. And uh, I have that set up on a separate campaign, really low priority, Yeah, but it's awesome. It's just like little touch points and like anything that we went on those, like, it's just, it's awesome.
2: I think that's interesting. You bring up that part of it. You had the one to one, and now you have two to two to one. I'm about two to one. I figure I'd rather have more activity on the front and less producers who are writing more business each. My top mm-hmm. one wrote sixty, so it's just when you see one can do sixty, then the rest see that, and eventually they'll get there. So just feed them, and they cost you pay less by having one write sixty than two write thirty, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have one write sixty, but. I think it's interesting when you fill up that pipeline and you have so many leads in the system, I know Jason has a trillion leads in there and you've got a million leads in there now, you almost need the extra group of callers to be able to hit those old leads too, right? Mm -hmm. So, because, and they flip, I mean, you've been, I've talked about, we had a, a one that was over 90 dials on it, probably some other ones. I haven't looked at all of them. How important is that to you?
1: Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on, because especially on the front end, because I know we have very particular cadences in the group that we share and stuff to make sure that we're hitting them enough times. And we're reaching out to these prospects so frequently that as that bank builds up, they sometimes rarely get to that 45, 60, 90 day mark and and they don't get as as hit as much. So you can add another talent marketer. Right. And it's going to really start to help you with getting into the back end of leads closer to that 90 day period. When guess what? Nobody else is calling them at that point. Right, Everybody quits after the first two calls and say this lead sucks.
0: <laughs> right. Such a huge it's, advantage. It's funny how like when you start filling the pipeline, it's hard to explain what happens six months to one year later because they are making those follow up phone calls and you're constantly selling leads that are older and those are supplementing the new leads. So if Mm -hmm. you can find the balance of the old and the new, all of a sudden your cost per policy, it really is like a machine that has to kind of go the distance to really squeeze all the juice out. At what point were you nervous and thought like, what other things have you tried and what do you look at on a daily basis to make sure you're on the right track?
1: quote volume. So quoted households. So I track up the amount of, so with the company, there's folks that get qual- are qualified and not qualified, et cetera. So we look at that pretty closely, making sure we're talking to quality prospects. It happens. I would say probably 30, 40% of the people we speak to don't even qualify. So we actually don't count that as a quote. And then we look at, we want to make sure that each agent is quoting at least eight to 10 households per day. So that's super important. And I think that's going to get them to that Forty thousand in premium or plus, at least in our state. With how good my sales team is at this point, similar to like what Craig was saying. Like I used to have nine people, but we have five salespeople that are doing better than nine. So I'll take that all yep. day. Well, um,
2: and they improve over time, right? The your salespeople yeah. get get used to those transfers and how to handle them because you're training them, mm-hmm. and it just takes time.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. What was cool. another question you had there, Jason? That was like a two three part question.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I think you're good. You know what I'd really like to do is I'd like to uh, keep this conversation centered around really around leads and buying. And I'd like to open it up to everybody that's on the call. So if we could do a little raise of the hand and then we'll unmute you. And then you can ask George a question on leads. Okay. I'm going to tentatively. Uh, okay. Tom,
2: you better be good. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can
3: you hear me? All right. Yeah. Got it. What's, hey. up, What's up, Tom? Tom? Welcome so, to remember. the insurance dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Burks. So I've been taking tons of notes, learning everything I can. We're still not exactly where we need to be. So just to confirm, I think you guys had said, and George, I wanted to get your take on it, that really you're looking for five or more live quoted transfers per TM per day. Is that correct?
0: I'm not getting that now.
1: Yeah, I'm getting more three to four, but that's where I set the goal. Absolutely. That's where I want them to. So like when I'm communicating to my telemarketing manager and I'm looking, I communicate with them honestly more throughout the day than I do with my sales team because I know like if they're doing well, my team's gonna do well. So I I focus a lot on that. But yeah, I push them hard to get and then we could do incentives. So I'm sure you're familiar with that. We could do incentives to help them. You know, they're just like salespeople. But yeah. You
3: if you're not getting those numbers, that's my follow-up question is mm-hmm. to dissect or diagnose where you need to apply some coaching or some training. Obviously I would imagine you look at contact rate and if so mm-hmm. what contact rate? What live transfer rate are you looking at as example. So if you have a contact rate of 30% on a lead source and your mm-hmm. contacted transfer rates 3%, is that what you're looking for? or what specific number would you be looking for to determine what you need to do to train them better? be continue
4: hey Jason yes Mr. Craig that was another awesome episode wasn't it mhm well if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100,000 in premium off yes. of even the worst internet leads where could they go they can go to live.teledudes.com ooh that sounds exciting are we going to be there Yes, it's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will, it's live, and it will show you the process, the entire process. is mm, Super awesome.
2: Mm, I love it. Let's do
4: it. Let's do it. Sign up right now. Live.teledudes.com.
2: Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com.
4: Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you
3: kidding me? We get yep. to talk to them?
4: Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520 That's five two zero two one four two two one nine. 214 2219 Nice. Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to well. be awesome, and it's a—it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content, and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mmm, that's right. The calling calculator, sales material—I mean, everything for insurance agents. This is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents well what the heck is that number again i can't remember it it's 520-214-2219 that's 520-214-2219 i love it i'm gonna text it right now 520-214-2219 all right i'll see you later mr jason
3: bye mr greg wait do they even listen to this on the radio anymore
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh,
3: All right.